your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you are listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes, myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96, and you can also find the show on Facebook at Locked On Hurricanes Podcast. And in today's episode is a crossover episode with the host of the Locked On Florida Panthers show, Armando Velez, as we preview the next series between the Panthers and the Hurricanes. Um, So before we get on into that, I do want to let you know about one of the sponsors for today's episode. It is a longtime sponsor, rockauto.com. It is now getting warm outside. The pollening has begun here in North Carolina. So people are going to be out and about some, obviously, your windows are going to be up because you don't want the pollen in your car. you got to make sure your air conditioning is working. And what better place to get your air conditioning working um, than with rockauto.com. For those of you that don't know, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand's specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And don't forget to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And get the sports news you need today in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you with the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, guys, I won't keep you any longer. Go enjoy the crossover episode I did with Armando this morning. Enjoy. Welcome to this crossover edition of the Locked On Panthers and the Locked On Carolina Hurricanes podcast. If you're on the Carolina Hurricanes feed, let me introduce myself. My name is Armando Velez. I'm from pantherparkway.com. You guys can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And today we're doing a crossover episode because we have a pretty important series on our hands between the Cats and the Canes. So I want to welcome in my friend Jared Ellis from Locked On Carolina Hurricanes. Jared, how are you? A little tired. (laughs) I'm here. So do I. So do I. We're recording this pretty early in the morning on uh, April 6th before 
our series. So this is the sixth and seventh time that the two teams are meeting this season. The first time was a just one road game in the middle of the of January, I believe. And then there is another two gamer between the two teams and then a one one game if I'm not mistaken between the two. And right now the records between the two teams, the Panthers are one one and two against the Canes, while the Canes are leading the season series in points seven to four at this moment in time. So advantage hurricanes right now and talk about how you're feeling about this Carolina hurricanes team through the more than, I believe it's more than two thirds now point of the season. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely feeling good um, about this series um, and just the season in general. Um, As we stand right now, I just pulled up, um, the progress chart that uh, one of my buddies has been doing. He runs a couple fan accounts. Um, as of right now, the Hurricanes are 3-0-1 against the Panthers on the season. Um, so we've been playing really well against you guys, um, and I am feeling good about it um, heading into tonight's game. Um, with Mrazek finally back in the fold after forever, um, he looked phenomenal um, the other night, uh, and the team really seemed to rally behind him of him being back, and the team has been playing really, really good hockey this season, um, and they played an extremely physical game um, last night, or not last night, but uh, Sunday night, or Monday night, whenever it was, uh, what is time? Um They play an extremely physical game, um, which I hope they can continue um, heading into tonight because they're going to need it. The Panthers are not the Panthers of the past um, this year. Um, It's weird, but I also get it um, because the Hurricanes were in the same boat just a couple years ago. Um, They finally turned things around, um, and it was weird seeing them do well, um, but they're doing well um, now. Um, and actually bringing up that physical game uh, against Dallas, um, the Hurricanes finished with 53 total hits in that game, which was the most since the Florida Panthers finished with 57 back in 2011. Amazing. Look, look at that. Look at that. There's yes. a lot of grit. There's a lot of just dogs on both of these teams. And one player I want to talk about that, I've been hearing a name of as of late because he's been doing quite well in the clutch as a player like uh, Martin Natchez. What what are your thoughts on Martin Natchez? I I'm, I'm I've seen that he's got quite a few game winning goals in a lot of uh, clutch situations. What are your thoughts on him? Um, I really like the kid. Um, it's really no surprise um, to us, you know, here in. Raleigh, North Carolina, that you know, he's finally getting to get some recognition um, for the talent that he has. Um, because we've known for a while, you know, that he's that he's a good player. Um, and he's really 
taken a big step forward this season and he's getting recognition um, from across the league. Um, so it's really no surprise to any of us. Um, we knew he had this potential and we know he has even more potential to e be even greater than what he is right now. Yeah, I'm with you there. And, and that's a player that has really caught my eye in, in the times that they have played. And According to Cap Friendly, with Peter Morazic being back, it seems that Rob Brindamore is carrying three goalies at this time for for the Carolina Hurricanes. Is that correct? As uh, we stand right now, yes. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what gets done come trade deadline um, because, you know, with Peter being back now, he's obviously the number one guy. You know, he really played like a number one guy the other night. Um, having not played in over 30 games, you know, after his thumb went in the wrong direction. Um, I saw that, Andrea. I, you, your, your thumb ain't supposed to look like that. Um, and for him to just pick back up right where he left off. Uh, you know, in the four games that he has played this season, you know, from the start of the season to the last game, he has three shutouts, which is more than 16 teams in the league already. Um, so he's obviously number one. He's not going anywhere. Um, and it comes down to Alex Nadalkovich and James Reimer, both of who are really good goalies. Um, Ned is finally becoming the goalie that they wanted whenever they drafted him back in 2000. 14, I believe it was. Um, he's finally stepping up in being that guy. And James Reimer, yeah, he's been solid for the Hurricanes. Um, whereas, you know, numbers, you know, statistics, that that may say one thing, and it definitely plays a factor. Um, but he has been the reason they have won some games. Um, and he has really taken it to another level in the third period uh, many times. Um, over this season. So it'll be interesting what gets done come trade deadline. Uh, the good thing about this season um, is that teams can carry three goalies um, if necessary. Um, and that is what the Hurricanes are doing right now. Brenda Moore did say um, in the post game press conference for the last game against Dallas that they were going to regroup and evaluate the goaltending situation uh on monday which is obviously yesterday i obviously have no idea what the outcome of those discussions were if an outcome was even reached um so we'll see um what gets done there because they're going to have to make a decision at some point whether it's now before the deadline or the off season because mrazic and reimer are both unrestricted free agents and Adelkovich is a restricted free agent this offseason. So they're going to have yeah, to Yeah, I'm something. looking at that right now. And the age difference between a Nadelkovich and a Reimer are eight years apart. The cap hits are huge differences between the two. So there were, I think I saw a little bit of rumors here and there that Toronto might be interested in a James Reimer because Freddie Anderson is currently hurt, if I'm not mistaken. And there's also, yeah, there's also that. So, do you, there... yeah, I do think 
if someone gets moved, it'll probably be James Reimer. Just the age um, there and just performance as a whole over the season. I mean, I love James. He's a great guy. He's won a lot of games for us. Um, and But ultimately, yeah, he – while he hasn't been a weak link out of the three goalies, he's been mm-hmm. the weakest link. Um, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I'm a fan of Ryan. Um, I used to call him Optimus Rhymes myself uh, when he played. Yep, in, when he played that. in Florida. So, <laughs> another player I want to talk about is Vincent Trocek. He was out for three weeks. I saw, and since he's mm-hmm. come back, he's gotten a point in every game. Talk about what how valuable a vintage Trocek is on this Carolina Hurricanes team because when he was on the Florida Panthers it was really hard to know what his value was because he wasn't necessarily healthy all the years that he was here yeah um I would say when healthy and yeah because obviously you know he did get hurt and was out for a while um, but he has been one of the teams, one of the team's MVPs, uh, this year. Um, he really has been, he's been extremely, extremely clutch for us. We can always rely on him to make a timely goal. Um, and then, you know, he has several overtime goals and shootout goals this season. Um, so we can always rely on him when it comes to extra hockey. Um, so He's definitely was a great pickup at the trade deadline last season, along with Brady Shea. You know, both of those, they've been, they've really proven their worth here this season um, for what we had to give up. And yeah, I've been extremely, extremely pleased with his performance this season. Um, I think we all knew like he was a really good hockey player when he was healthy. Um, And he's, for the most part, you know, obviously those three weeks, been able to stay healthy. Um, it, I kind of heard that he had been playing through that injury uh, for a few weeks. Um, so the fact that, you know, he was still putting out the numbers that he was when he was hurt is nice to see. That's a fun. I know it kind of hurts you seeing him play correct, really, really correct, well. Correct. <laughs> it, 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 hurt, it hurts a little bit. And someone like an E.T. Lusterine has, has – I would I wouldn't want to say the word fallen off, but his production has kind of gone down. He actually was placed on the taxi squad for a day two weeks ago, and then Alexander Barkov gets hurt in warmups against Chicago. So our center depth for one game before Itulusterinen was inserted back was at two for one game, and they were just shell-shocked by the news of Barkov being out with a lower body injury. But Barkov is back. He's been back since Saturday now. Patrick Hornquist has been back since Saturday. Mm -hmm. Though they are missing Aaron Ekblad for a huge extended period of time. And the impact that Aaron Ekblad has to this team kind of reminds me of what a player like Dougie Hamilton is for the Carolina Hurricanes the the Canes suffered that injury for Dougie Hamilton most of last season. I'm seeing right now that he only played in 47 games out of the 82 
last season. Yep. Talk about talk about his impact on on this team. Yeah, uh, I remember watching that game when Dougie went down in Columbus. Uh, that was definitely rough because he was having a Norse caliber season last year. Um, he was definitely in the running there. Um, and obviously when his leg got broken, that won't good. Uh, and then, you know, he obviously came back for the bubble. He's eh, in the bubble. I mean, you're coming off an injury like that. That's kind of understandable. Um, but Dougie, yeah, he's obviously brings a lot to the team on the ice. Um, when it comes to points and play, um, you know, he isn't like putting up the goals he was last year, but he's still just racking up the points when it comes to assists. So he's still all over basically every goal, um, which is great to see. Uh, but yeah, Dougie, he brings so much to the team um, and just not, not even the team, but just the organization and just city as a whole. Um, Dougie, he just means so much to everyone. Um, ever since, yeah, we got him from Calgary, um, a few years ago, he has kind of like found his home essentially, because there's obviously issues in Boston, um, there are the issues in Calgary. Um, then he just came in and was able to settle and just find his home. Um, and he's been, it's hard to put into words just what he means for the Hurricanes team and fan base as a whole. He's just one of those franchise centerpieces, if that makes sense. Um, and he obviously is a UFA this offseason, um, which I think he's going to be the second guy to get paid this offseason with Sveshnikov being the first. Um, but there's really not a doubt in my mind that Dougie isn't going to be that. Not a single, um, not a single doubt. I feel you, little, you say. It, no, yeah, I really don't doubt. Yeah, just because of how valuable he is to the team, um, I do think he he's going to be back. They'll figure something out, whether it's you know getting a fat payday, you know this year or um, doing a little bit of a bridge deal, you know, to get through a couple years. Um, and then getting the big payday. Obviously, Dougie's a bit older than Svetch. Um, so Svetch may get the bridge deal um, to hold on for a few years and then get paid. Uh, so we'll see. But ultimately, I do think Dougie is going to be back. He's um, you know, our best defenseman, um, or arguably our best defenses, because I know a lot of people would say Jacob Slavin is our best defenseman. Um, but they just make up one of the best pairings in the league. Uh, so, yeah, it's hard to put into words what Dougie means for us, um, but it's a lot, <laughs> to put it simply. Yeah, and Slavin is locked up for a while. He's He won't be a UFA until yeah. oh, yeah, 2025, 20, 26. Slavin will, yeah, Slavin yeah. will probably retire here. Shrek is anywhere. 21, what I'm seeing. And, yeah, you're right. I, I – I I think that it'll be Shrek to get the bridge deal with with Carolina and yeah D Dougie Hamilton uh, means a lot to this team he he's a headache to play from but even yes. in this pandemic season playing certain teams more times I'm starting to see it but hey he's very 
viable to this team. And I want to talk about the recent stretch of of games for for Carolina. There was a regulation loss against the Chicago Blackhawks. Then there was that late winner by Jasper Fast. Just 30 seconds left in uh, that one. Yeah. And then yes. you had the one nothing shutout against the Dallas Stars the day after. Funny enough, before before that shutout against Dallas, uh, something for the listeners to grasp, both at the same time, uh, Jared and I, on the same night on April 3rd, we both went to attended a hockey game where Jared went to a Canes game home game and I went to a Panthers home game so what are the chances of that but yeah what talk about the recent stretch for this team well in points percentage it looks like that Carolina is over Tampa Bay right now but still a few points back of the Panthers but still in striking distance for the division title talk about your recent stretch of of games yeah, I would say this recent recent stretch has been a bit of a mixed bag. Um, the Hurricanes, they've definitely had some breakdowns and have given up some bad goals, um, obviously. You know, one thing I said, you know, in the Chicago uh, series there is that, and they proved me right, um, Chicago is an extremely hungry team um, right now. And they have a lot to lose. Um, they're right on the cusp of the playoffs. They're just outside and they're wanting to make the playoffs. Um, it'll be here before we know it. And they're playing like a team whose playoff hopes are on the line. Um, they are. Um, Kevin Lankinen, um, he played out of his mind in those games. Um, I knew he would be the goalie and I knew he would play extremely well. Um, and he did exactly that. Um, Chicago played exactly how I expected them to. Um, I loved that Jesper Foss uh, game-winning goal. I was getting really frustrated in that game, and then yeah, he scored that, yeah, and it was awesome. Uh, I know I tweeted that uh, at the at Jack, you know, from the Blackhawk show, and he didn't <laughs> respond. He, he didn't like it. He didn't respond. Uh, yeah, that was. He's probably crazy. not pleased. Uh, but. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, um, but and then the Dallas games, uh, that first one, there's a reason, you know, my name on Twitter has been changed, you know, to locked on hashtag free uh, because the officiating game, well, I would say pretty much since our Tampa game, the officiating in Hurricanes games has been questionable to say the least, because um, the Hurricanes are lucky to get one power play a game, um, whereas, you know, the teams playing against us constantly. They're, um, and it's extremely frustrating because when you have Spetch go on the ice, basically as soon as he steps on the ice, oh, Spetch, yeah, he committed a penalty, whether he did or not. I'm not going to lie. You know, the kid, you know, sometimes does take dumb penalties. Um, but there's sometimes like, what? He didn't do anything. He barely <laughs> touched the guy. Um, and it's frustrating because you can, Spetch is definitely in his own ad right now. Um, and this is really hurting him. 
and potentially his development. Um, Cause there were several in, especially in like the last 10 minutes of that Dallas game, I went to blatant tripping calls. I'm talking right in front of the refs, not called. There was one, uh, I forget who it was for Dallas, uh, but him and Trocek had went behind uh, the Dallas net. No one else back there. Uh, Trocek got tripped into the net. Um, and it was just complete BS. Um, and then there was, in the last Dallas game, uh, a Pavelski high-sticking penalty that got missed where Jordan Stahl's entire mouth is Oof. just covered in blood. Like, yeah. Uh, and just wasn't called. Uh, so the officiating in Hurricanes games has been extremely uh, frustrating. I do think that has played a factor, not necessarily like a game out. You know, I don't necessarily know if it you know, has affected the outcome of the games. Wouldn't surprise me. And obviously it was the whole deal with uh, who was it? Tim Hill <laughs> in Nashville yeah. who got caught on a hot mic. Um, so yeah. It wouldn't, I mean, I'm not blaming the refs, but, you know, for losses, but you, when there's blatant stuff that's missed, that's definitely frustrating um, for sure. But the Hurricanes, yeah, they, they have some work to do. Um, you know, they have had some injuries this season um, and got in a little bit of a funk there, but they are looking to be turning it around. Um, and finding ways to win, uh, which is something that they need to do. This team has drawn a lot of comparisons to the 2005-2016 uh, team that won the Stanley Cup. And uh, former uh, Hurricane and champion, uh, Brett Hedekin, uh, he called this team relentless. And I think that's a perfect way to describe them um, because this team, they – they don't give up. They're going to keep going. Um, uh, whether it looks bad or not, they're going to keep going. Mm -hmm. So I, and with Peter back in the lineup, they're really rallying behind. Absolutely. That. It's funny. Uh, Trocek being tripped and not called for it. Panthers fans know all about that dating back to the 2016 playoffs against the New York Islanders. But speaking of 2006 champions, did you see yesterday that Eric Stahl got a game-winning goal for the Montreal Canadiens in his first game? I did. I did. I sent it in our group chat because um, we've seen that same shot from Eric many times um, from that same spot. Uh, it was a video from 2019 uh, when – Jordan Stahl uh, scored the game-tying goal in Game 7 against the Capitals um, before it went to double overtime. Um, he scored that same goal, and it was paired with one from, I believe, uh, 2009 um, against the Devils uh, in Game 7. It was a Game 7 winning goal from Eric Stahl uh, to finish off that series. Um, but same exact spot. So I'm not surprised in the slightest that he made that goal. Uh, yeah, I still wish, you know, Don Waddell had made the move to get Eric Stahl back because, um, you know, I talked about that. You know, he's obviously not the 100-point scorer that he once was. Obviously, you know, he's in his mid-30s, you know, at this point. Um, 
and he's been around for close to 20 years. So he's obviously not that guy, but I thought, you know, he could still bring value to the Hurricanes, especially you know, at the time because Trotrek was still out. Um, so it was frustrating, uh, you know, to see him not come back and then now seeing him, oh, play really well. So, but yeah, I'm not surprised he made the goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when, when coming back from injury, like you, when it comes to like a player like Trotrek, we gotta, you gotta be patient with something like that because, only only then if you're trying to rush it that you could possibly re-aggravate something in in whatever injury he may have and you know as of right now I would say the Carolina Hurricanes are winning the trade but there's still time there's still there's still plenty of opportunities to reevaluate a player like Lusterinen and Chase Prisky who's still in the AHL I was up yeah. when we got rid of him. I yeah, I wasn't I wasn't happy with that. Um, and you mentioned uh, not rushing injuries. Same thing with Tavo Terabine and Jake Gardner right now. Both of those guys are hurt. You know, they had to play some cap gymnastics. Obviously, that's why Gardner's on the taxi squad. Uh, but you know he's hurt. Um, and Tavo's you know it's concussion and concussion like symptoms. And you know having had two concussions in the past. Concussions ain't nothing to mess with. Um, obviously, mine's you know, nowhere. Mine were nowhere near what Tavo's is, uh, but yeah, they're nothing to mess with. And I thought, you know, initially Gardner's was his back injury because it's no secret he had back issues in Toronto. But you know, found out you know the other night that it's an elbow injury um, for him. And having broken mine, that's another one. Yeah, that takes a while. That takes a fan when your elbow is part of your bread and butter for your job. Yeah, yeah. Take the time. You yeah, need. and I've had one concussion in my life, and it sucks. It even hurts to it even hurts to think, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how that's how bad concussions are. And that's the one thing you really don't want to mess with when it comes to something like that. But that, but also the the test that they do to reevaluate for concussions that for to get back like there's a lot of like really mental challenges to do in order to make sure that you are good enough to step back on the ice but yeah the so we have a okay so going to this series this is a series that is happening in raleigh a road series for the panthers and their one win in this one was the very first one where if you remember the Jonathan Huberto had a beautiful spinorama uh, pass to a cutting Alex Wenberg to, to beat, I believe it was Reimer in, in that one or Ned. I'm, I don't remember which one who started, but was Reimer. the Alex Wenberg has, that was in the middle of Alex Wenberg's first run, this little bit of a second run with Alex Wenberg just scoring and close to posing a career high. But what 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 are your thoughts as this series is coming for the sixth and seventh time? They still got one more series later on. I believe it's this month i'm not sure when but what are what are your feelings for this series specifically 
Um, I do think it's definitely going to potentially play a really big outcome in who wins the central division. Um, it, because yeah, it's such a tight race between us, you guys and Tampa. Um, it's an extremely tight race. Um, and one game could be the deciding factor, um, because it's so tight of a race. So we'll see. Um, I do feel good about the Hurricanes heading into this series. Um, you know, we got guys back. Um, you know, we got Trocek back. We got Peter back. Uh, obviously, I haven't seen anything yet, but I would imagine Peter probably gets the nod in net tonight. Um, but, you know, ultimately we'll see. Again, you don't want to rush, you know, an injury, um, especially one where you had to have surgery and pins stuck in your thumb and all that stuff. You don't want to rush that. Um, but I do feel good about that. Um, so, and, you know, we kind of have had y'all's number this season. Obviously, anything can happen. Um, it's the National Hockey League. Uh, you know, the Buffalo Sabres have won two games, you know, uh, since their 18-game <laughs> losing streak. Um, the Buff- if the Buffalo Sabres can win a game, the Hurricanes can win a game, <laughs> and the Panthers can win a game. For sure. Um so we'll see, but I do feel good about the Hurricanes heading into this. Um, you know, we got our guys back. We're playing really good. Um, the team is definitely fired up um, right now because they know that they have to get it done um, on even strength because they probably aren't going to get the power plays. So I obviously went on my rant about that for the episode, um, but – they know that they may not, you know, get power play opportunities, even though, yeah, they have, you know, the best power play unit in the league um, right now. I think, yeah, statistically, you know, they may not get the chance to use it that much. So they know that they have to get it done. And they know that they're going to be facing a really, really good team, um, a team that is, you know, proving everyone wrong this season. They're proving me wrong. Um, I didn't expect the Panthers to be that good. I expected them to kind of be where like Nashville and Chicago are kind of on the cusp um, of playoffs. That's where I expected them to be not in first place in the league. You and me both. And a lot of people as well, because there's a lot of new additions that we just didn't know were going to fit together with Carter Hagee and Alex Wenberg, a Patrick Hornquist. There's still a lot of question marks and still things up in the air, but for the most part, going into the series, the, the Panthers have been healthier now than they were a few weeks ago, with the exception of Aaron Ekblad being out until at least mid-June. So there's still a very, very small chance that Aaron Ekblad returns if the Panthers were to make a playoff run this season. But so for the most part, they're doing a lot better in the health department than they were a few weeks ago. So I'm anticipating a really tight matchup, a possible division changing matchup if one team were to sweep the other, because if if one tw- team sweeps the other, w- the one on the losing side could all but forget about possibly winning the division and just get ready for their two and three matchup because all three teams at the top are making the playoffs, the Canes, Lightning, and Panthers. That's a given. But right now the fight is for 
positioning who's going to get home ice in round one who's going to avoid the two three and and who's going to want to play the four instead and for weeks we've been saying okay whoever gets first gets to play a Chicago but now it's looking with Nashville surging that it's going to be a different story and the fight for that four spot is something that you and I definitely need to look at as well to see if one of us were to win the division who, who to look into that team as well yeah, I would definitely rather play Nashville than Chicago, mm-hmm. that's for sure. I think Chicago is more dangerous. On the power team. play, too. Um, but, yeah, this is definitely – yeah, I definitely think this is, again, a make-or-break series. Um, it really is. Um, it's, I definitely kind of see this one getting heated, to be honest, with so much at stake. I definitely see that old Southeast division rivalry uh, kind of reigniting – um, I know I mentioned it in our first crossover that we did that um, the team that the Hurricanes has the most fights against is not the Lightning, is not the Bruins, is not the Capitals, is not the Devils. Mm. It's you guys. Um, so I can see, you know, this getting heated. I really can. Especially with, obviously the Hurricanes have kept their emotions in check over these past few games for the most part, but especially with them being frustrated yeah, right now I could I could mm. see it getting heated. I really could. And with it being at home, Peter rarely loses at home, um, especially this season. He's he's a dangerous man at home, and the Hurricanes are a dangerous team mm. at home. So definitely. Luck. And the Panthers are done playing the Red Wings for this season. And the final few games, Giovanni Smith and a lot of Florida Panthers players were just getting at it, and it was to the point where the Red Wings were tired of us and we were tired of them. So it got very heated in that last game. And this series might not be the most heated one. It might be the next one because it's all of those matchups accumulating and uh, you're just tired of the other opponent at this point. So, so I want to thank you, Jared, for doing this crossover episode with me. We got a big series on our hands coming starting tonight at 7 p.m. at the PNC Arena and Thursday night. If I had to guess who is the starting goalie for this one, I'm going to say Sergei Bobrovsky. Both goalies have been playing well as of late. $10 million, yeah. man. Hey, hey. Chris Trigger is going to get paid this season. He has two of the two shutouts. Are you going to have the money? To yeah, they're not, gonna, they're not going to be able to resign him. But, but yeah, it, <laughs> two shutouts – the only two in this season and looks like, looks like that with Bobrovsky's play as of late too. And the defense is playing so well around him. I think he's going to get the nod game one, depending on how he plays, even if they win and he gives up maybe four, they might go to trigger in game two, but just depends. Gives up. maybe (laughs) Those happen sometimes even in wins. So, but the, it's just that the Panthers can just score so many goals that sometimes it could disguise the, the four goal ski sometimes. So. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Cause kind of a joke been this year uh, is James Reimer will give up three goals. So, Oh yeah, I get it. It's it's just funny, you know that that massive contract is yeah. not. Yeah, but hey, <laughs> he's been playing better as of late. But 
But yeah, anyway, I want to thank you for doing this crossover episode. And we've got to do another one soon for the last series of the year. So I want to say thank you, Jared. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not a problem. Um, yeah, we'll definitely have to do one for the last game of the season. Uh, I was actually, I pulled it up. Uh, give me just a second. Uh, yeah, uh, that last, we obviously play, um, you know, tonight um, and tomorrow. And then we got uh, the 22nd and 24th. All right, so the 22nd and 24th for sure. We're going to have to do a preview then. But thank you once again for doing this with me, man. Yeah, not a problem. And thank you. Enjoy the game tonight. All right, folks, I do hope you enjoyed that crossover I did with Armando of Locked on Panthers. Um, But before I let you go for the day, I do want to let you guys know about the best, fastest, and easiest way to place all of your bets on sports, even if it's for the game tonight. There's still a few hours left, and that is, of course, betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports actions. Football might be over, but the NBA and NHL are all still in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. Bet online, your sportsbook experts. And you can be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips insights and analysis for season-long dynasty and dfs league follow the locked on fantasy hockey podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts and now that does it for today's episode guys i hope you enjoyed it i know it was a bit of a long one but i know sometimes people enjoy those and in the next episode i will obviously be recapping um tonight's game against the florida panthers and any other news that happens to come out around the carolina hurricanes Enjoy the game tonight, guys, and I will talk to you later. Peace.